Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. This is Stephen McCarthy. It actually is morning here in a great day in Minnesota. And we are continuing our discussion around this um, subject of perfection and uh, how do young people uh, apply this in a positive way and a negative way. And then uh, sometimes it leads to a very uh, disrupting force uh, in a young person's mind. Uh, sometimes it can be used in a positive sense to drive uh, further. Um, we're very excited today to have Coach Julie Darty of Jacksonville University on the show today to talk about this idea of perfection and how do you create an environment and structure so that athletes can make decisions and gain confidence and move through the season uh, from a standpoint of, of building upon things rather than uh, just simply uh, coming in and not being able to do something exactly perfect and then uh, uh, and then getting down upon themselves or uh, and just really you know putting themselves in a position i I call it torment but because uh, I know that when i've uh, done something like this where you're really uh, down upon yourself when something exactly doesn't go perfect um, another interesting part of the interview which we did tape uh, earlier is that uh, uh, Coach will be talking about injuries, and I think that's another big aspect, too, is when um, either injuries happen that are not serious, where you are something is not exactly perfect as far as your body is concerned, and then also when you have to sit out. And what do you do uh, with that mindset when you're used to playing and now you're not playing? And what can you do to really uh, be a part of the team to to not allow yourself to uh, since things are not going the way you had planned and not going perfect to plan, uh, you know what are you going to do? And she taught. We'll talk about that as being a athlete, and then um, so we're very much excited to have a coach on the show. She'll be like I say. I, we just taped the interview. It's fantastic. And um, with that being said, we're going to go off to a quick break, and then we'll come back uh, with that interview with uh, Coach Darty.
Well, good afternoon. This is Stephen McCarthy, and we have been talking about this concept of perfection and how does it actually apply to athletes and, you know, what are the good, the bad, the ugly related to um, to the subject of young people thinking that they need to be perfect at all times. And um, like I mentioned earlier in the show, uh, Coach Julie Darty from Jacksonville University will be has joined us to talk a little bit about her background um, as a coach, uh, what she sees in young people, and and maybe some solutions. Because I think one of the biggest things in today's world is there are a lot of people that are being, um, I'm going to use the word tormented, (laughs) Um, maybe not quite so bad that way, but it is a torment to some young people, this idea of perfection and and then if they become more perfect, magically they'll be a better athlete, you know, or magically the uh, Red Sea will part and, and, and major success will come their way. Uh, first of all, Coach, thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And so before we go into, you know, kind of answering, you know, that kind of little preface there, um, talk to us about your background, how you became a coach, you know, and kind of what your – yeah, I guess just give us some context before we kind of get into the main subject. Sure. Um, I grew up in Orlando, and I was playing club in high school volleyball for a while, and then I uh, was fortunate enough to play at Mercer University, um, and that's in, in the Atlantic Ten Conference where I am right now. So I, I had a great four-year career playing in college, and um, my sophomore year I had an injury, so I was kind of put on the sideline for a little while. And I think that's when I realized I wanted to try coaching after I was done, whether it was high school or club or as a career. Um, So after I graduated, I took some time and coached club. And then I got my um, first college job at Villanova, and I spent two years up there. And the snow was just a little too much for me being (laughs) from Florida. And then I was fortunate enough to get um, a great job at the University of South Carolina. And we we're adding beach volleyball during the time that I was there, so it was really cool to be a part of that and kind of see how it starts from the ground up. And then in 2014, I got um, a great opportunity to move back to Florida and be the head coach of the indoor and beach program at Jacksonville University, which is in the Atlantic Sun, and I was a player in that league, so I felt like it would be a really great opportunity for me to start my coaching career because I'm so familiar with that league. So here I am now. I just finished my second season of indoor, and we'll be going into my third season of beach with the Dolphins. Cool. And so let's kind of start because I, I'm i going to kind of take that as the context and say, when you take this idea of perfection and as it relates to each kind of each level of athletes, let's go back into like the age of up to age 18, you know, and you see so many okay. young people kind of coming up through the, the ranks and, and they want to be good. They actually have pure motives, but they get kind of crisscrossed sometimes Kind of speak to this idea of perfection and and how it crisscrosses and maybe some solutions quick for young people. Yeah, um, I think I think so much um, of a high school or club player's uh, vision of success is dependent upon whether their team won or lost. And I mean, I I know when I was growing up and playing, that's how you judge your success too. If you won, it's a good day. If you lost, it was a bad day. No matter how well you played or how how much effort you put into it, and so. Um, a lot of my coaching philosophy and kind of our our standard here is we focus a lot on the process 
especially in the off season, but then we also focus on process oriented goals in the beginning of the season because if you're peaking and playing amazing volleyball in August or September at the beginning of your season, but then you kind of plateau and flatline at the end when it's maybe tournament time or championship time, did you really succeed if you were winning a bunch in the beginning? And so we talk about, hey, let's make it more of an upward a little bit in the beginning, but we're learning from those failures. I call that a win. I know it's not a win on the wins and loss column, and my girls kind of hate that because I get some really competitive, gritty kids in here. But eventually they'll come to see that in November for our indoor season, that's when we want to be playing the best volleyball, and that's when we can really focus on the product that we're putting out there instead of the process. And then the same goes for beach. We really do a lot of um, basic building block process kind of stuff in January and February, and we're hoping that if we lay a solid foundation and work on those those little those little details, um, that by March and April, when we're playing against LSU and FIU and all those teams that we compete against, the the process will take care of the product and we'll have a good result that we're happy with. Interesting. So you actually like to set a little bit of structure underneath the kids, and so they have something to kind of lay the foundation and step upon. And, and go from Absolutely. there, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tend to schedule a little bit tough. I, I like to schedule um, SEC teams and bigger programs that might have been ranked in the beach polls early on or SEC and ACC teams during indoor because I think it's good for your kids to play with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder against those bigger names. Yeah. Um, and if you can get them to kind of struggle early on and make your preseason tougher than your conference or your league schedule and you face that adversity early on, then it's not going to be a new challenge for them when you get into what should be the, the – not easier, but like the routine part of your schedule because we face the same teams in conference every year, but we don't face the same teams in preseason every year. So I schedule tough early on to kind of give them that, hey, this is what it feels like to lose in three – in a gritty beach duel with LSU. So let's make sure that when we play Florida Gulf Coast, we're not in that same situation and we know how to handle this. Cool. All right. So let's just move on to the next one because I think you mentioned something kind of interesting in your high school or not your high school, in your college career. You had mentioned that you got hurt and that Mm -hmm. kind of changed how you viewed things. How did you, what sort of mindset did have to change when all of a sudden things aren't perfect anymore? Right. Um, I, um, I was lucky enough to be a starter and have a, have a major role on my team. And so when I got hurt and I was sidelined, your literally your perspective literally changes because of where you're sitting. You're not on the court, you're on the bench, and you kind of see things in a different light. And um, really, I think that's when my eyes open that I can still make a difference on the sideline. You can still find ways to contribute and help your teammates even if you're on the sideline. And so now as a coach, I think I have a different mindset and how to handle and manage my non-starters and and and, because we're only as good as our second side and we're only as good as what they can do in practice to push the starters and so that kind of gave me the mindset I'm like I can do everything that I could like off off the on the bench that I could do on the floor I just it's, it's giving information instead of producing and playing I can still give information to those people and so coaching um camps and stuff is after that summer was kind of when I was like, okay, like, I think this is cool. And, and I honestly have learned more not playing than when I was actually on the floor. I think the game slows down for you when you step off the court and you can kind of watch everything and you can learn to read a little bit better and just 
the more volleyball or beach volleyball that you watch, I think the more you're going to increase your volleyball IQ and kind of understand the game a little bit more. And so the time I spent off the side let me just kind of develop my game in a different way and kind of learn and watch and maybe get a couple new shots from players I was watching instead of being obsessed with watching their approach and making sure my block lineup was right. I could actually watch their arm swing and say, hey, she's got a great cut shot and I can watch her elbow and kind of learn how to do that kind of stuff. I think that's a fascinating thing is that you can actually expand off of the three things that you know you have to do perfect that to see that there might be 95% of the world that you're missing. Maybe not that bad, but yeah. you know what I'm saying, where it's a bigger, <laughs> mm-hmm. better world than just the three things that you want to do perfect and if they don't go well. Now, now let's right. transition the last five minutes here to, okay, now you become a coach. You you are enjoying the process. And now you're the one of the people that is – uh, sort of expecting this idea of being efficient or being, you know, playing a system, having this structure. How do you balance this idea of, well, gosh, we want you to do what we ask, so you have to in some way try to be perfect, but it's really not perfect. It's really being efficient. How do you balance all those things together? Definitely. Um, I think it's all about if we are setting up our girls for success. So early on in the month of January, when, right now, we're in what I, I like to tell them, we're going to break you down before we build you up again. It's going to be hard, and we've got to take care of the things that you can control, and, and it's going to be intense and hard. But it's really a matter of if we can give them that good foundation with strength and conditioning and make sure they're in a good level of fitness so we're, we know that they won't fail competitively when we're out there just because of the, the fitness level that we're in. I think that's where it really starts for us this month. And then we we do a lot of small group work because we want to put them in um, groups of four to six players that are more in their level and their skill set than, say, I don't want to put my one pair with my five pair and make the five feel like they're in over their head. I want to put the fives with the fours and give them a healthy level of competition so that they feel like, they had a successful practice. That way when they're playing against the fives from Stetson, it's more realistic than than, um, putting them against the ones with us. And so we we do a lot of small group stuff to make them feel comfortable and confident. And then once we put them out there to compete against somebody else that's not their own teammates across the net, I think that they can really feel like, all right, we've got this. We we have the good foundation with our fitness. We, We played and competed at a level where we feel like we're confident. Um, and then sometimes we'll mix them up and let them get beat by our ones and, and really bring them back down to reality, and that's okay too. And I think that that's what will get them to play with a chip on their shoulder next time. So it's okay. And, I mean, like I scheduled tough, I do that for a reason. I want us to, you know, go down and if we beat FIU, awesome. But if we lose to FIU, that's expected. Nobody's expecting us to go beat a team that's been ranked in the top 20 before. But that that'll give our girls a little bit more of a – a drive, you know. So I think I think it's really about just breaking it down, and we kind of have it structured month by month during the springtime for our for our girls, and so mm-hmm. that's kind of how we do it. Fantastic, because it really is about creating an environment, and that's what I hear you saying. You know, is that you create this environment, a competitive environment, take care of the details, and then just allow them to feel comfortable in walking through the process. Yeah, yeah, and I think that they don't really fear failure because they know that failure is okay if you learn how to correct those mistakes and you can grow and learn from it. And that's something that we talk about a lot. I mean, a lot of times we play these teams in our conference twice. And so if the first time we lose, 
and, and we can gain something from that experience, and then the second time we can go apply those things and fix those mistakes that we made, then really I see it overall as a, as a big win in my book. Cool. All right, well, Julie, thank you very much for your time. You're very uh, welcome. Yes. If uh, any athletes or young people or parents would like to get a hold of you, what's the best way to do that? Uh, check out our website, judolphins.com, and my email and phone number on there. Um, I think it's awesome when the kid can pick up the phone and call and have a conversation, but email is also a good way, too. Cool. I'm sure there are a lot of Minnesota people that would love to to come down to Florida and and enjoy the uh, Absolutely. Enjoy <laughs> the weather. Man. Fantastic 15 minutes. I know there's a very quick run through the park, so to speak. But I think Coach Darty really did bring home this idea of creating an environment and making sure that you've got the foundational pieces uh, in play uh, to really create that ramp that she's talking about. And so that you can start to see the other aspects of the game, to see that there is more than just whether your elbow is in the exact same spot or uh, your approach was exactly perfect and all those types of things. But um, with that said, um, hopefully it's a great basis and a great start for information for young people and coaches alike. Uh, if you'd like more information about the McCarthy Project, uh, we can be reached at 612-741-0982, or you can visit our website, uh, themccarthyproject.com, and that's all spelled out. So themccarthyproject.com. Until uh, next time, thank you very much for listening. Hopefully this is a great start. Uh, in your quest.